Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week, we sit around and discuss one of our favorite albums from the past. We hope you enjoy our show. Alright guys, we are back with another Audible Ecstasy Podcast, continuing our Van Halen journey through their incredible discography. We've made it up to the new era of Van Halen. It is now Van Hagar. Enter Sammy Hagar, exit David Lee Roth. Guys, this is 5150. I want to go ahead and get this ball rolling. I'm pretty excited about this album. Um, one quick note before we even get started. I know we we were thinking of things about this album. I want to go ahead and let this out there in case you guys did not know this. This is the first Van Halen album to debut at number one. Yes, of the weird. Uh, and, and I can understand why went platinum in one week. It was insane, and that just tells you the anticipation for this record. Uh, we had a lot of fans join forces here. We had a bunch of Hagar fans join forces with the Van Halen fans, and I believe we're going to see uh, how the career of Van Halen has changed. Um, guys, I'm not sure who wanted to start this one tonight, but um, Chris, you care to go first? Yeah, I can do that. All right, guys. Track one is good enough, and it is, of course, this is a strong start. Tell me how you feel about it. Okay, well, one more more note there. Uh, Not only did it go platinum in a week, it's the fastest any album from uh, Warner Brothers that they ever released went that fast as well. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, those guys must have been super happy with that. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So for the first track, good enough, uh, man, it's a rocking opener. Uh, I've got it, got it written in here as an eight out of ten overall. Uh, I feel like uh, they just cranked the volume up to ten and just let it rip with this song. They they just it's a strong opener. Uh, nowadays, I think they would have just thrown the f word at the end there, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Get, but back in those days, right. I guess they could, you know, it's good enough. I mean, we all know what that song's about. It's basically a sex song. Uh, I've written in here, and this actually, this note goes for the entire album. Uh, Alex's drums really pop on this album, and I know it's because he's using an electronic uh, drum kit now instead of right. what he was in the past. Uh, it really just, I think I think all the Hagar stuff, when, when, when the drums just, I don't know if they sound better, but they sound different, and they stand out more. So that's something I noticed right off the bat with this. Uh, it's a really good song. It's a great way to open the album. Great way to ring in the Hagar uh, career there. So yeah, eight out of ten for me on that one. Fantastic, Anthony. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are. Let me get into it. Uh, I think. Did you guys want to know what fifty-one fifty means? Do you guys know what it means? Oh yeah, it's a police code. The police code. You know what that definition is? Yeah, it's a something. Right? Yeah. It's a, it allows it's a, war, a. It's like a ward patient. <laughs> Yeah, it says it allows a person with a mental illness to be involuntarily detained for a 72-hour psychiatric hospitalization. Mm-hmm. And that's also Eddie's home studio name as well. So That's correct. I don't know if it's some kind of psyche into Eddie or not, but anyways, <laughs> that was that was kind of interesting that I found this week. But is it awesome. good enough? Um, oh, another thing I want to mention, too. Did you know Eric Martin of Mr. Big and Patty Smythe? Were both potential vocalists for Van Halen before Sam Hagar stepped in? I think I've actually heard that, but I couldn't remember the. There's like a two or three for sure, but yeah, I, I think I'd heard. I knew yeah. the Patty one. I can't remember 
the Mike Martin one. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. But anyways, uh, good enough. I gave it a nine. Um, love it, love it, love it. Um, that Hello Baby at the start yeah. is just awesome. And then the guitar just peels Kills across. The... Yeah. Crows yeah. And then that guitar, yeah. that guitar just uh, just peels across the speakers after that. And it's, it's incredible. Um, it's a great lead-in song. Uh, lots of greats in this song. Sammy shows he he can talk uh, just like Dave and scream as great as Dave. And he, uh, I love the woo, 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 that, that end of the part too, that, that harmony. And, and, you know, Sammy is showing that he is a great front man just with the start of this song. Yeah, dude, definitely, definitely. It's a heck of a way to open your eyes to a new, to the new era. Um, I, I will go ahead and say, I've gave this one eight and a half. I think it's an absolute great, uh, great, almost excellent start to an album, um, especially for the unsuspecting ear when you pop this in here, because the only song you'd heard at this point is why can't this be love, which was the first single they released before this album came out. And um, then you hear this, you're like, Oh wow, this might be interesting. So yeah, a strong eight and a half on my opinion. And um, that'll bring us up to track two, which ironically enough is why can't this be love? Uh, Chris, what's your thoughts? Awesome song. Well, as you mentioned, the first single that they released uh, this came out before the album did, and I think they actually toured uh, a few dates before the album came out. So this was the only song that from the Hagar that people knew while that concert was going on. Uh, it was to me, it's it's a nice blend of synthesizer and guitar on this song. Uh, it's good hook, easy to sing, uh, sing along to good hook in the chorus there. A very radio friendly song. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's, it's it was one of the better singles off this album. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It's a great. I, I need to throw a caveat. I think on the last album, I got a little too fanboyish. I'm going to try to not do that anymore. We've got a scale <laughs> that goes from 1 to 10. And, and, you know, like you said, 7 is like very good. Uh, you know, right, right. some stuff down the line here. I'm, I'm going to sound a little cr- critical on, but... No. Keep in mind, it's I'm trying to keep in line with the, our scale. So for this one, it's an eight, which is a great in our book for me. Okay, okay, Anthony, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a nine point five for me. Um, it's another. I love how the heartbeat sound leads into those drums. The chorus and harmonies are just amazing. The song just works. It pops. It's uh, just a great song from start to finish. Nine point five in my mind. You know, it's, it's somewhere between excellent and iconic for them because a lot of people know this song. So that's my two cents on it. But that's a, just a great song from start to finish. Nope, I agree 150% with you, man. It's absolutely a phenomenal song. And I'm going to chime in. This is borderline iconic. Um, I almost gave this one 10. I am sticking with a 9.5 as well. I think this is... Um, this is the, one of the things that led this, the success they had. Obviously, a single went, I mean, it was a fantastic single. And um, you know what? If you little known fact, you guys haven't seen them play this live, I don't think. But playing this live, you do realize Eddie Van Halen is, is playing the keyboard and Sammy Hagar is doing the guitar work. It's, it's, it's something yeah. Roth could never do. Exactly. So there's yeah. a new element going on. And it's really right there in your face, you know, and it's it's just a- excellent. Now, Chris, of course, this brings us up to the third song on this uh, first side, Get Up. What's your thoughts on this one, man? Yeah, I wrote it's the, probably the heaviest song on this album as far mm-hmm. as that goes. 
Right. I feel like the Eddie and Alex are kind of showing off a lot on this song. Uh, I don't think that said that there's a lot of structure with the lyrics and everything and a little bit of a mess in that aspect. To me, it's probably the second worst song on the album. I'm, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 for a good... Uh, it's a rock. It's Come a on, Chris. Song. That's ridiculous, man. Just, you can fanboy all day, Anthony. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> it, it's six a good is song. way too low for that song. It's a good song. It's too low. What six out of ten is? But like I say, there's not much structure in the. It, like it's kind of a Fair mess enough, as far as, as as the lyrics go on it. And uh, is there even a chorus? Other, I mean, I guess there was, but I don't know. This is way I, six is still good in our book. Uh, no, it's, now, it's fair enough. Now you go get ahead. your say, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, go ahead and what's your opinion of Get Up, man? It's a nine. Wow. Yeah. The guitar intro is great. Yes, and it there's is. drums come in. Sammy really showing his vocal range on this one. Dave would never have been able to sing a song like this and make it sound this good. I'm sorry. Well, it's a different It's vocal a speaker breaker song. song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's a speaker breaker song. It has to be turned to 11. It's just an incredible song from start to finish. So, wow. Nice. Nine. Fantastic. Yeah. Guys, I, I, uh, I think the song's great as well, Anthony. And, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I disagree with Chris a little bit on the, the memorization or at least the, the harmonies, the chorus. I think it is memorable. Uh, that guitar intro is insane. The drums going along. It's brother versus brother for just a couple of seconds there. And I love it. Um, I give this one an eight. I think it's great. Um, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, Chris, on saying that it's the second worst song on this album because this is the second worst song on this album. There are a lot of good songs on this album. This album is full of hits, or full of good songs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we got a little mixed review here, and that's that's what we, that's what we do this for. Now, this takes us up to the fourth track on this uh, first side, and it's Dreams. Chris, what's your thoughts on this one? Well where I didn't care much for the previous song, this one I think is an iconic song. I think in my mind, it's the only iconic song on this album. It gets a 10 for me. Uh, and I will say it's not my favorite song on the album, but but respect it for what it is. It's a perfect blend of keyboard and guitar. I think the last, like, yeah. I don't know, the very end of this album is just some of the best music on the album. The the way the guitar, when the end there where he's like doing the finger tapping and, and the synthesizers in there with it. And it's just, you know, Sammy's, I, I made a comment a few weeks back and I, I've got to like retract it because I think I actually said the words that Sammy didn't have the chops to do some of Dave's songs. In the past. Sammy has much better vocals. Okay. I, I, no doubt. I don't think Sammy's got the personality Dave has, but he definitely has the vocals. Uh, he can, he can crush it. He can, he's a better range. Uh, he does a great job. I mean, this, and I don't know that uh, if you guys have ever seen the video for this song. It's basically just uh, they're they're showing the, the blue, blue angels, angels. yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know you don't even see the band, but it's just it, it puts you in that mindset. It's it was a great video it, to go with this song. Uh, anyway, catchy chorus, easy to sing along to. Uh, probably the only iconic song on the al- album. I give it a ten out of ten. Excellent. Anthony, how about you? Dreams. Um, it's a 10 for me. I mean, it's uh, you got a smooth keyboard that leads right into a killer groove. It's a nice mid-tempo rocker. Sammy sounds really good. Kind of song that makes you want to reach for the stars. 
you know, you really can honestly feel like reaching for the stars when you hear something like this. And John Kerry actually used this in one of his acceptance speeches or something years ago. I saw. Really? He, like played it at. I, uh, I did not know that. It's a yeah. John Kerry played the song "Dreams" after delivering his acceptance speech. When you say so, played it, you know what I mean? He like sat down on. He a didn't keyboard. get up and sing it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the play that I that I don't know. Um, I just know that he played it. Or they played on a loudspeaker or guitar. Oh, I don't uh, know. Yeah, you had me going for sounds like, are you kidding me? This man is a musician too. Well, <laughs> I I don't know. So oh, I that's cool. Anyways, no, yeah. Very cool. Um I, I will say this. Uh, of course I'm gonna throw my uh, do I even need to explain? It's an iconic tune. Period. Ten. Solid ten. Um this is this is the song that lets you know that the style they've gone to, the the vocals they've decided to go with on this, Roth could never do. This range is completely in the upper range. Roth is is the the lower end singer. He has his he has his I guess that let's put it this way. Roth is a performer that can do that barroom swing, uh, in your face crowd stuff. Yeah. Sammy Hagar is your stadium singer who has the vocals that can reach an entire stadium. And, and and this song proves it. I mean, he sings it in the high range the entire time. I actually saw somewhere or read somewhere today that he almost passed out while doing the song in the studio. Really? <laughs> yes. I can believe it. So <laughs> just so you know, he did push his limits on this one and it, and it was worth it. It paid off. All right. So let's, let's keep rolling. Uh, the next song, Chris is going to be the last song on side one summer nights. Talk to me. What do you think? Well, this this is my personal favorite song on this album. It takes me back to high school, just cruising around, checking out the girls in the park. And let, I, mean, I think that's even like a mm-hmm. lyric in this song. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, I love it. Uh, Michael Anthony's background vocals are on point on this song. Yeah. Uh, the guitar riffs are great. The guitar solo is great. Nine and a half. I mean, it's not iconic, but man, it's as close as it can get. I mean, it's my great. God. Nine and a half for me. Very good, very good. Anthony, how about your opinion on this one, brother? Summer Nights. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this one a nine. It's uh, I wrote it, grab the cooler, the speaker, and let's head out to the beach. Perfect song for a warm day, hanging with friends, or a good one just to cruise around on a warm night. And uh, that best of both worlds in that song still gets me to this day. Uh, that chorus, it's just simply amazing. But yeah, it's a nine for me all the way. So, killer song. I will. Uh, I'm going to echo the sentiments of Chris there. This is a nine and a half, on my opinion, and I honestly remember doing this exact, yeah, thing, exactly, listening yes. to this song, doing this song basically on almost a weekly basis for a long time, every Friday uh, and Saturday. The whole the album, part. quite honestly, but this one. Yeah, good. we did rock this whole album, but this song, this song summarized our our 16, 17 year old years. You know what I mean? It, it takes me back. It's a nine and a half. I, it's all I could do was not give it a ten, guys. I'll be honest with you. So. Nine and a half, very strong nine and a half. Lyrics, vocals, it's all there. Perfect, perfect. Now we're going to flip this thing over, Chris. We're going to go to side two, and this track is number six on the record. It is best of both worlds. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that opening riff on this song is borderline Mm -hmm. iconic. It really is. It it's I I don't I didn't give this an iconic rating. I gave I gave it a nine out of ten. I love the song. Uh, it's a fun song. I'll, I'll tell you something that I noticed about this album. Uh, I really think these guys finally, they got the cloud of, of three albums in a row of arguing everything behind mm-hmm. 
and they're just having so much fun on this album and this song it just shows through it's just like they're having a good time and when you hear something you know the guys are having a good time it puts you in a good mood when you're listening to it uh, i really believe that about this whole album this song in particular really stands out uh, i mean the drums and the guitar shine that opening riff's fantastic sammy's vocals are on point uh yeah. nine out of ten for me it's a great song fantastic anthony what are your thoughts of best of both worlds uh, well it's the best of many worlds uh, i gave it a <laughs> easy nine out of ten and i made a mistake on the last song i confused summer nights and best of both worlds but anyways um been a long day with the kids but uh this one's been a favorite of mine for for a long time now it just works from start to finish you know like i said the chorus at best of both worlds man back and forth mm-hmm. it's just simply amazing so it's just a easy nine for me Okay, guys, I mean, y'all stole my thunder. It's absolutely a nine in my book as well, best of both worlds. I will say this. This is exactly the way you start a second side of a, a cassette or an album. When you flip this thing over and you're getting this, you know you're in for a great taste of what's to come, and at least in my opinion. Great tune, great vocals. It's there. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen that live without that video, but it's this song shows them on stage doing what they do best, and mm-hmm. they are loving every minute of it. And And you're right. Guys, this album, I think, was a place that brought incredible happiness and joy to this entire Van Halen family. You can you can see it, you can hear it in these vocals in this album. And it's, you know, I love it. Uh, what can I say? We're rolling through this album. It's bringing us up to the, uh, the track seven, Love Walks In. Chris, what are your opinion on that one? So I'd say this is probably the first power ballad by Van Halen, wouldn't you guys, as far as what would be considered a power ballad? Possibly. That would definitely be. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I agree yeah. with that. Uh, really good vocals. Uh, to me, it feels a little sanitized. It doesn't really feel like Van Halen, if you will. Uh, I, I know they got a new uh, producer for this album, a guy named, is it Mick Jones? Am I getting that right? Yeah, or, I think he's from Foreigner, yeah. He is. And, and this feels a bit like Foreigner, quite honestly, if you listen to it. I was, I, was, I, was I knew, I was like, okay, this guy's from Foreigner. He's had a lot of influence on this. And I like Van Halen, and I like Foreigner. I don't really think Van Halen should sound like Foreigner. <laughs> but but this is a very good song, right. which is a seven in our scale. I know Anthony's going to go off on that, but... But it's a seven, like which is very good. Oh come on, not God. a seven, man! I'm actually going to stand in here and say something as well, Chris. That's okay. You know what? You're entitled to your opinion, and dude, that's cool. But my goodness, I, man! I'm going to let Anthony years. go ahead and take over for this from now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I know, I know he loves this song, but but oh, I feel like it God. sounds like Foreigner, and I don't think Van Halen should sound like Foreigner. Oh uh, my gosh! Wow. So, but it's very good. Like you said, you know, the last it, it album there was you're a song right. you gave a seven. You're like seven is very good. I'm it saying that, good. too, you're and right. I'm trying to you're stick right. to our scale, which I don't think you guys are doing <laughs> what? necessarily. Oh well, God. maybe, okay, well, you I, know. I think I am, Okay. okay. at least in my opinion. Fair enough. Seven out of ten. I okay, fair the, enough. I put on the little. I, please, God, Anthony, help me. I put on please. the little. <laughs> I put on the I put on the I put on the high heels and the pumps tonight because I was going to fanboy all over this one. But um, this is a ten. It might be an eleven. It might be a twelve. Hell, it might be a thirteen. Let's not get that uh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> one word: perfection. And in a song, um, the groove in this song is so smooth it spreads like butter. I mean, it is so freaking smooth. It's ridiculous. 
and the chorus with those harmonies it makes my knees weak it is a killer killer song and another reason why this song is iconic you play this to anybody in this world and they're going to know this song they may not know who it is but they're going to know this song they will have heard this song somewhere along the way and it may sound like foreigner but you know what boys got to grow up and get out of diapers occasionally so they grew up on this one okay next wow Okay, okay. I'm going to go ahead and throw mine. All right, so Chris, <laughs> I'm not going to give it a 10. This song is so close to being iconic, it's not even funny. This is a incredible song, Chris. You, well, you I know it's a big hit. Song. I know it's no, no, a big hit. It is yeah. a huge hit. It also is, you said the key phrase here, this was their first attempt at a ballad. How good does this have to be to be a first attempt. I mean, my God, yeah, well, this song rode the charts. It was absolutely insanely popular. And I know that it does have that foreigner kick to it a little bit. It's got that hint of foreigner, but it's also got incredible vocals, well, incredible the, harmonies. the keyboard and guitar work is there. It's a great song, man. It's a nine and a half. It's almost, it, I'm telling you, this is almost an iconic song in my eyes and my ears. Um, and I do know seven is very good. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like to myself, God, it is very good. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it that bad of a rating. It is very good. And you're right. But my opinion, I think it's, it's borderline. It. We all have the right to fanboy over our albums we love. <laughs> I get that. I'm, I get actually, that. I'm, I'm kind of surprised how much I fanboyed over this one. I mean, it was never top of my list when I was coming up. So it just kind of hit me right, I guess. Before we move right. on to the next one, the reason they're doing these ballads is because they have a singer that can do ballads now because David Lee Roth could have never done that. So I get you're, that, too. You're correct. You're correct. That, that is a fact, man. You're right. That. You're right. Now, now that I'm I'm done, <laughs> I'm done trying to defend this song to somebody that was not a believer. Um, here we go into the <laughs> into track number eight, 5150. Talk to me, Chris. What's your thoughts? Well... This is my second favorite song on this album. Uh, very close to favorite. That that riff that that goes throughout this song is classic Van Halen, and probably the best guitar on this album as far as just guitar riff goes. I think Alex with those uh, with that electric drum kit he's playing now, the drums oh, yeah. just pop on this. Uh, Eddie just crushes it. Uh, I love the chorus. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, probably, like I said, it's my second favorite behind a close second favorite. Like they got the same score for me a nine and a half. Love yeah. the song. Excellent. Uh, great title track. Uh, just, yeah. Fantastic song. Nine and a half. Awesome. Anthony, what's, what's your opinion of, uh, well, this will be my first lowish rating on the album, but I gave it an 8.5. Well, that's not very um, low. That's not low, <laughs> sir. That is not low. Just so those listening at home, eight and a half is not a low score. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you what. Everything else has been nine or ten on this album. So, right, right. But yeah, I, I just I really enjoy the way the guitars and drums play off each other, and Sammy just showing that range once again. He's just incredible as a singer. He really is. His vocals are amazing. Um, it's a killer song from start to finish. Hell, it might be a nine for me too after hearing what Chris said, but yeah, it's just an incredible song. They don't, they don't have much let down on this album at all. <laughs> at right all. On, right on. Now, I, I, of course I am going to echo Chris's sentiments as well. This is my second favorite song as well on this album. And it is absolutely a sleeper. 
they uh, don't play it live too much anymore. But I will say this: this is a, some of the best riffs on this album, oh, yeah. some of the best vocals, and certainly the, some of the best lyrics. It is absolutely a great, great song. And if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have not heard this song, just listen to it with an open mind and take it in for what it is. It is absolutely fantastic. I didn't go nine and a half. I did go nine on this one um, because it is my second favorite song. I do love this song. I listen to, When I listen to this album, that one is absolutely one that's going to get played. So I'm sticking with my nine. It brings us to the final song on this record, Inside. Chris, what's your opinion on this one? <laughs> I'm going to get skewered. I know. <laughs> all right that's it okay here's what i'll say Uh, there's a lot going on in the background in this song i feel like they they try to break out these little cutesy in songs sometimes uh this is an attempt to try to do that i think dave david lee roth's a little more suited for that kind of stuff than sammy is I do like the groove in the song that that's what's going you know that that part but that's about it that's about the only thing that grabbed me on this song so keep in mind the scale i think it's good (laughs) i think it's good what does good mean six i'm with you that's what i gave it and i think it's the weakest song on the album but it's good and i I respect that they reached out there and tried to do something you know unique and but yeah to me that's what i gave it okay very good anthony what do you what do you think well, if anybody ever believed my opinion, it's going to go straight to hell after this one. Because um, I give this one eight. <laughs> I didn't really, honestly, I didn't like it much at first, but it really grew on me. There's just something so fun about it. I can't handle it. Um, but, you, but you need earbuds or headphones to really appreciate what's going on. And as many goofy songs as Dave did, you know, I mean, come on. This is right up there with all those as well. Happy Trails, all the other ones. You know, it's... You know, it's an eight from me, easily. Excellent. All right. Yeah, this, uh, in the tradition of Van Halen and probably the, most of the records from, from two up or from th- from the uh, women and children up, the last song has always seemed to be the weakest. <laughs> it does. However, it? I think it does. the feel of this song, it, I think these guys are like, you know what? Let's just kill two minutes, three minutes, and let's just wear this out. Let's have a let's, ball. It's They're over five, passing the ball actually. Huh? It's oh, over five. It, five. it God, goes it on five. forever. Yes. yes. The, the groove is there. I think they're having fun. I, I really think they're literally getting high. I don't even know it. Clearly they're singing <laughs> about it. Um, True. But it, it goes with this record, guys. I think when they were recording this, they were having a blast. They were truly having fun. They wrote some mm-hmm. fun songs. Although this is not my, this is my least favorite song as well, Chris. Uh, it is a seven in my opinion, which is very good. At least I think it's very good. I think it's, Hey, according to the previous records here, the previous uh, four releases, maybe even five releases, <laughs> the last song is always going to be the one that brings you down just a smidge. And it's just become a Van Halen tradition at this point. But uh, seven is where I'm going to stand on this. Now, overall, Chris, what does your rating come out as for the uh, 5150? Well, a few final thoughts I have on this. There are some great songs on this album. And I know I sounded critical on a few, but really I only gave like, mm-hmm two or three songs, bad scores. Everything else was around eight or nine or, or 10. So, you know, for the most part, I feel like two thirds of this album was very ex- exceptional. And the others were just between good and very good. Right. So, I mean, it's not that right. bad. Uh, 
I think I think the guys were having a lot of fun on this album, man. I think uh, I think this new producer took them in a little different direction, but you know the, the one thing I'm not sure if I like or not are Alex's drums. I don't know if I like because there's a clicky sound in there with with those electric drum kits, and I'm not sure. I, I guess it, it feels a little more sanitized than than old Van Halen. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right yeah. word, or not, but it's. It's changed, and I know bands change. I mean, how Metallica changed. Uh, yeah, everybody right. has to change. That's just part of uh, progression as a musician. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall, it's a really good album, and I have a lot of fond memories from it. It's a nostalgic album. Uh, total everything up, I gave it eight point one overall. So very good. Yeah, outstanding. Rating. Too low. Hey. Um, uh, no, I mean it's. You want to give it eleven? Guys, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm that turning it to eleven, forward. man. It's going eight, to eleven, man. Eight is a great in our record. I know. I mean, that's, that's great. Just, yeah. That's great. I know. Um, I know. Anthony, Steve, I'm gonna go back to you right time. now. What's your overall rating? <laughs> well, I went in, put my mascara on, put my lipstick on, get my pumps ready. So uh, I'm giving this a uh, nine point five for me personally. Wow. I think it's. Uh, and I wrote. So far, it is their most consistent album from start to finish, and it truly is. It starts rocking, and it keeps rocking. Look at all their other albums, and they have always have some weird little ditty in there, some weird little bebop song. It's not here on this one. Um, I didn't hear any dead weight at all, except maybe for the last song. It's a little bit. It is number two in my book of all the albums they put out. It is that good. Um, the ones we reviewed so far, anyways. And I think it's a very close second to 1984. And like I said, I'm giving it a 9.5. So dump me or pump me for that. No, no. I stand by that rating. You know what? Okay. Yeah, that's that's strong. This album is absolutely fantastic. I think it's their second best so far of of what we've done. It's so consistent from start to finish. There's no let up. uh, Anthony, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, I will. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much stuff. It's the best but Hagar album. I agree with that. I it's mean, absolutely in my mind. Right now, in my mind, it is the best Hagar album. Yeah. Um, I uh, my I, st- I summed up my scores. This thing comes out as an eight point eight on my end by my scoring. Um, I I'm gonna tell you right now, this is a very very strong record, and it is a taste of it what's is. to come with success. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get heavier in the future. We know that. There's going to be some heavier songs, but it's not going to be a it's not going to be as rocking, so to speak. It's going to be pop friendly, radio friendly stuff that's going to sell them millions of records, and they are going to make millions of dollars. But this record, to have a new singer, this is the point to where the fans can be divided. If they want to be, or they can think of it as just a different band or a new band. Okay. We have the Van Halen that we all love and grew up with with the Roth era. Sammy Hagar's come in here with success before he got here. If you guys remember Voa, that album he released, I think 83, 84, the I Can't Drive 55 album was an outstanding record. And he brings his chops, his musical skills, Mm -hmm. guitarist, singing capabilities that, like I said earlier, uh, he brings something to the table that Roth couldn't do. Roth is a front man. He is a showman and he needs to be seen close up. And Hagar, I'm going to reiterate this. Hagar is somebody, not only can be seen close up, but he can fill the room. And he is a great, great musician and a great, great singer. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing what we do next week. So, I mean, I, I can't wait to hear your opinions. Go ahead, Chris. I know you got something to say. Well, on top of that, I think he's a great guy. Everything, every interview I've ever seen, yeah. the guy, 
he'd be a great guy to sit down and have a beer with and just hang out with. That's probably yeah, not, he would you probably can't say that for David Lee Roth, quite honestly. He's probably a bit of a jackass, a bit of an arrogant person, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, I, I think Sammy's as real as it gets. And I, you know, not to get too far down the road, but like the way poor Michael Anthony got dumped from this band and. And Sammy's like, nah, just you, you come play for our band. You know, he, he picked him right up and he's always like, I respect the hell of the guy, man. I really have. And he's just businessman. He's like with his tequila brand, he started and sold it for like a ton of money. The guy never has to work. Again. I mean, he's just, he's a great guy all the way around. And sometimes when you know a guy's like a great guy like that, you just, you want to give him your business and you enjoy listening right. to the music. And he's a good musician, guys. I mean, like I said, there were a couple of songs on this album that weren't my cup of tea, but for the most part, I loved it. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad you, you know. Like, you know, I knew you liked it. Who am I, who were you fooling? Dude, we grew up together. We, oh, yeah. This is the songs we rocked out to. You know, yeah, so yeah. I mean, I, I knew we but all you know, had appreciation for this. As good as Sammy is here, there is something about Dave, his swagger, and their music that is is iconic. You know, yeah. you can't really be. But I mean, have you seen the stuff with Sammy on YouTube? With the full circle, him and Michael oh, Anthony yeah. and the two guys, the yeah. clips oh, yeah. I sent y'all, he's yeah. still killing it at 72. I it's mean, it's amazing, ridiculous. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, guys. As much as I hate to say it, we are running a little bit long tonight, so we're going to we're gonna wrap this up. Um, guys, I'm, I, I was. this has been a great episode. This has been a great record review. It brings us up to the second uh, record with Hagar next week, OU812. Looking forward to hearing what your opinions are on this record. Um this one is going to be a fun one. I think uh, the band is really starting to fire on all cylinders at the end of this. So we'll see what y'all thoughts are. All right, as we wrap this up, guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, for those of you listening at home, you can reach out to us through our um, Twitter page. It's at audible underscore ecstasy. Um, and you can also reach us on our email through um, it's a Gmail account. Of course, audible ecstasy podcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can read our blog on WordPress. It's just Audible XC under WordPress. But uh, hey, Jimmy, um, I'm gonna yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Uh, there's the Audible XC podcast playlist on Spotify too. Oh, that's I think right. To every everything we've listened to is on there, and I'll put OU812 on there tonight, probably. Awesome, awesome guys. So you can reach us there. Of course, listen with us. Um, once again, the. Uh, the invitation's open to those of y'all that want to join in the fun. We're more than happy to hear opinions from fans out there of this uh, incredible band, and uh, and we do look forward to hearing from you. Um, I want to go ahead and, and close this out this week and uh, basically thank y'all for listening. I know we had a few new listeners this past week, uh, Chris. You had a we've had some great great response globally, which is shocking to me, but I, I do love it. We appreciate everybody that listens, um, guys. But um, to close this bad boy out. Uh, for Audible XD Podcast, this is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. Later. And see you guys next week.